And welcome back to the Constitutionals Podcast. I'm your host, Chad White. If you didn't know, this is the premier podcast for the website, cpluscomedy.com. Like I just said, it's a website. Go there. Look at us. We're back. Uh, If you're not watching the video, which I urge you to over there at youtube.com slash cpluscomedy, you'll see that I have a... um, a new configuration for the podcast, at least the video version. <laughs> the audio versions will remain the same. The same crappy product. Uh, I now have. I am now using my uh, digital DSLR camera. Digital? This is DSLR. It's a. It's a camera. My DSLR camera. Uh, we usually the show is a video podcast, and it is. Uh, it's and also an audio pack. <laughs> And uh, quite frankly, just never looked very good. And uh, at some point in the last two years, this stupid camera that I have, the only camera I have, uh, besides the original Sony Handycam that I have, uh, it's within reach. This camera has EOS, Canon EOS Rebel T3. Very cheap. Uh, also the only thing I could afford to, <laughs> to buy and I bought it. I bought it when C Plus Comedy started, actually, 2013. Yes, and even then, it was still old. So this camera, uh, for some reason, will not record past like two minutes. And uh, I, at first, I found out online it was the memory cards. Episode 205, by the way. Premier podcast. What website? C Plus Comedy. Don't it's a website. Go there. And I, I this is for some reason this camera. It just w- does not record for a little for a longer time. Found it online that it, it, it's the memory cards. Obviously, I've had these memory cards for uh, one memory card for a long time, so uh, I, I bought two memory cards. Uh, well, about one, one for the camera and one for the zoom. Ah, so then maybe a couple months go by, this thing just stops recording. Period. Um, it will not record for more than two minutes at a time, and uh, so I just said, you know what. I, I'm done doing it. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna record using the uh, the webcam on the laptop, which is not good. Webcam laptops are horrible. And and then I got this Galaxy S21 over here, this Ultra S21 Ultra. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I paid the premium price. I'm using it as a timer, <laughs> glorified timer right now. And uh, and so I've been using that as the video camera for C Plus Comedy. Uh, so I've just stopped using the Rebel altogether. Early in the pandemic, Canon released a thing called the EOS uh, camera utility for Windows and Mac users. So you can use your your Canon uh, products, uh, just 40 cameras as the uh, 40 cameras from their lineup as as a webcam, so it can look good and presentable. Uh, and I didn't think my camera was going to be a part of that situation <laughs> until this week when I was doing an uh, I was doing an, I'm doing an interview. Well, I did past tense i've already done an interview with uh, flula borg who is a uh, worldwide known comedian everybody knows flula right? like he's the, the german guy who wears fanny packs and he makes music and he's a, f- a funny guy so i was doing an interview i was going to do an interview with him and then monday i i thought you know what maybe i'll uh i gotta figure out this webcam situation I look at the canon and i remember that this utility came out boom i go check i go to website Miraculously, my camera's on there. They they opened up the process. They put in more cameras. They have 40 cameras on there. And so now I can use this thing, this thing that does not record for the life of me, as my webcam. 
And that is, it's going to be the webcam for, for the foreseeable future. It is not going to be used to shoot video anymore. I'm sorry, EOS Rebel that I bought off my sister in 2013. <laughs> but it's it just can't happen anymore. I can't trust it. But it's a, it's a very good webcam. It makes everything look great. It looks amazing. <laughs> uh, also, did not use this for th- th- three job interviews I had. <laughs> or two. Two of them were uh, webcam. Uh, did, just didn't use it because I uh, completely forgot. But uh, I'm so glad I have it now. So, welcome to the the fold. Now I gotta buy a real camera. I got a job first. <laughs> gotta get one of these jobs first. All right. So that was a good five minute story. Let's move on. Uh, we don't have any news because I did not. I intentionally did not look up news after I decided what I was gonna do. I have to remember to look up at that camera and not at the webcam from the laptop. Uh, and so I do. Also, I have to use a special cable for the for the Rebel, for the T3. And, uh, and it takes, it takes, it's not uh, not micro USB or whatever it's called. Uh, it doesn't take USB-C. It takes the uh, mini USBs. So imagine a full-size USB-A, the square, the rectangle, and then imagine it, half that size and then at the bottom crimped more inside and i kept calling it a macro usb because the other ones are mini usbs and then usb a then usb c i've never seen usb b must stop so let's get on with the first the first topic the first topic over here uh something that happened over the last weekend at&t is gonna it has already gotten rid of its media business and is jumping in back into cellular only cellular, and uh, they spun off Warner Media with Discovery. Now, the, the I've, I we if you've been paying attention to the news, you've heard uh, spin off, you've heard you know spin off, spun off, all that stuff, you've heard it and not really understood it. Trust me, I didn't understand it either. Just gonna move this thing over here. I didn't understand it either. It did not make sense to me. I didn't know what spinoff was. And so I had to, and obviously uh, the uh, the episode of News Time I did this week, it came out late and it, it had to be about this. I was going to save it and then just too much more, too much information started coming out. Uh, then it, feel like it, it felt like it settled. That's, the, that's how I make News Time. If there's too much information and I think that it's going to turn a tide in a couple of months, I'll wait. Like the movie pass stuff. There's a, I could have, you know, I could have easily done, not easily, but I could have done weeks, just like a couple of weeks episodes worth of news time with, uh, with, uh, what the heck is this thing with, uh, is this from the camera? Oh, it's from my laptop. Oh my God. This thing is falling apart. This laptop is falling apart. This is, it's. That is so sad. There's this tiny little piece. Let's see if I get it focused there. This tiny little piece just fell off my laptop. And I didn't know what it was. Oh, I can focus the camera too? Oh my God. This just changed the game on podcasting. Somebody call Spotify so they can buy me. Too many uh, mediocre white guys over there. Joe Rogan, Dak Shepard, uh, the Gimlet, uh, Ringer, excuse me. Also Gimlet. <laughs> Anyway, what we were talking about? So I, so I, so I typically I just I just wait, 
you know, and so I can get like a bunch of information to put on one episode and then wait a couple of, you know, however long, a bunch more information. Uh, there's an episode about the Nielsen ratings that I've been waiting to do. And I, th- I think something's going to pop later this year, but we'll find out. Uh, but it all, that, that stemmed from the pandemic, um, the Nielsen and then also the pandemic. So I, I did weeks episodes worth of, uh, the pandemic. So anyway, the coronavirus pandemic, I don't know what's going on in the future. So this is written by John Coblin and Edmund Lee over at the New York Times. Uh, I think the Times did a fantastic job, and uh, we'll get into this later, but Variety also. I think Variety is my favorite trade publication. And then The Hollywood Reporter, and then Deadline, then The Wrap. <laughs> you know, I applied to a position at The Wrap a couple of weeks ago. Did not get it. Uh, fully remote. Could have done it from here. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Come on, Chad. So the uh, the term spinoff, when it comes to this this whole media empire uh, stuff with AT and T, means that they have they've shed all the Warner Media business. They are no longer going to have an input on HBO Max. They're not going to be able to say anything about Warner Brothers, the movie studio, uh, TNT, like n- nothing, none of that stuff. Uh, but they will still make money off of the Warner Media Empire for now. Uh, I don't know how I don't know if there's a timetable on this, but they are still getting seventy one percent of the money of I'm sorry they still hold seventy one percent of Warner Media, whereas now while uh, Discovery has twenty nine percent, but Discovery CEO David Zasloff is in charge of the whole pie. And Jason Killar is getting <laughs> axed. Now, we don't know if he's getting that axed. Uh, and, I'll, and and quite frankly, I mentioned this in news time. I don't know if he knew about this deal. I feel like it was last Friday when this, uh, you know, seven days ago, <laughs> typically a week ago. I feel like last Friday, uh, this news was like a rumor, like Thursday or Friday, the news was a rumor. And nobody believed it. And then Saturday, it started ramping up. And then Sunday, it was real. <laughs> and then Monday, they said, yeah, it's true. <laughs> this is happening. The deal was announced Monday. And it's going to put CNN and uh, HBO shows and all that other stuff. Mix it up with uh, reality shows over at uh, Discovery. They own TLC and um, Discovery and <laughs> Motor Trend, I assume. I don't know. <laughs> so here's the thing. The merge company is going to have, could, could have a value above $100 billion, which would rival behemoths like Disney and the biggest media company, as well as uh, they could rival Disney and Netflix. So AT&T was in massive debt when they bought Time Warner in 2018. They spent $85 billion, uh, which I have learned from, uh, since learned from anal- the reading analysts, uh, uh, analyzations, <laughs> analysis of the, of this, what happened this past week. Uh, that that is way overpriced for Warner Media for Time Warner, um, and uh, you know, to my estimation, pretty much is. <laughs> uh, AT and T fought for the deal despite everybody being against it, including uh, the former president Donald J. Trump. Good guy, but it doesn't matter anymore because you know Disney bought Fox, and I mentioned this in News Time. Disney bought Fox, and uh, truly, you know, no one gave a crap. But when something when AT and T wants to buy Time Warner, I mean, come on. Also, uh, I learned that Gulf and Western owned Paramount, uh, which you could probably see in the in the 
in the uh, in the logos of old Paramount movies, uh, where it says like it has the Paramount Mountain and the stars, and then also at the bottom it says a Gulf and Western Company. But I never paid attention to that. I just saw Paramount. Uh, but Gulf and Western doesn't exist anymore, obviously. <laughs> and uh, General Electric owned NBC. Just look at Thirty Rock; they made jokes about that all the time. Industry analysts had questioned the acquisition in 2018, citing the continued acceleration of cord cutting. Uh, and uh, 2014, AT&T also bought DirecTV. And even at that point, people, like, after they bought DirecTV, uh, they lost a lot of subscribers. They lost so many subscribers. Isn't that crazy? No, it's expected. Because streaming was happening. I remember I was adamantly against streaming. I thought, oh boy, that light just flickered. I thought, you know what, this streaming thing, no one's gonna, no one's gonna buy into this. <laughs> oh boy, I could not be an analyst, or I just have to think. As part of the deal, AT and T will get cash and bonds that would amount to about forty-three billion dollars, allowing it to shed some of that debt. So remember, they spent eighty-five billion. All right, and they've lost money since then. <laughs> Why would you, why, like, what kind of sense does that make? Like, I, it's like, uh, you know, uh, like, I need, I need a new bed. And then, you know, I, I, I go, all right, well, I have negative $200, so let me go buy, I don't have negative $200, but let me go, but let me go buy a, uh, let me go buy a bed and so I can have negative, you know, $600. Doesn't make sense. So as AT&T tried to enter the entertainment space, T-Mobile and Verizon were over there. T-Mobile merged with Sprint, uh, which I also learned that AT&T tried to merge with uh, T-Mobile. Or no, no, the guy, right? Sound like that. Hold on. There was a guy who bought T-Mobile and then he merged it with Sprint. And I think he was trying to merge AT&T and T-Mobile. Don't quote me on that. I'm not going to look it up. It's wrong. But uh, T-Mobile and Verizon expanded their 5G coverage, and then AT&T is over here trying to schlep it with the big boys and girls and in-betweens. AT&T shareholders still own 71% of the business. Okay. So Zaslav is going to be in charge. Kilar's out. And he's trying to negotiate. He hired a legal team to negotiate his departure. Uh, This is going to make... This is going to be a boon for Discovery. And the the question is, what happens with the two apps, Discovery Plus and HBO Max? Now, Discovery Plus, both HBO Max and Discovery Plus have been doing really well. Uh, combined, I think HBO Max has about 44 million subscribers, which is great. And I mean, combined with HBO Max and also with uh, HBO on the cable circuit, traditional cable. And then Discovery Plus uh, just... It's is doing better than anybody ever expected it to. Um, and now the question is, do you merge them or do you bundle them? And Zaslov has said that bundling is a good idea. And he pointed to Disney's bundle of Disney Plus, Hulu and ESPN Plus. Uh, and again, that's a bundle I pay for. Um, uh, the only thing I watch on Disney Plus is The Simpsons. <laughs> it's very true. Uh, I, I, you know, I, I turned on Bonkers. Uh, I used to watch Bonkers when I was a child. Uh, it's not a good show, but it's something to watch. The new company is going to be bigger than Netflix, 
and NBC Universal, which is owned by Comcast, uh, who had their own trouble buying NBC from GE. Or actually, no, no, excuse me. Comcast spent $18 billion on NBC, which is, uh, and uh, the the rest of that stuff that they have, but uh, which is crazy because GE was just, I guess, in a rush to offload it. Together, Warner Media and Discovery generated more than $41 billion in sales last year with an operating profit of topping uh, $10 billion. And then they're going to spend uh, a lot more money on um, on uh, shows and movies, apparently, Discovery and uh, the new Warner Media. I hope they don't rename Warner Media because uh, they just, A, they just changed the name, and B, I kind of dig it. But you don't need to be Discover Media or something like that. That's uh, stupid. Isn't it crazy that a couple of years ago, Disco- I remember Discovery was not doing well. I remember Discovery was just, because they were like shedding shows and slimming down. And uh, and now they kind of just do shows that are, you know, on Discovery. I've mentioned this before because I heard uh, Phil Rosenthal say this on, I think, Never Not Funny. Um like Food Network is doing shows that are food adjacent instead of, you know, just straight up cooking shows. Uh, you know, I mean, with the exception of Pioneer Woman <laughs> and Giada at home. Uh, and then Discover and then Discovery's doing science adjacent shows, just stuff that uh looks sciencey but, you know, should attract the non sciencey people. Discovery has fifteen million global streaming subscribers. Most of it from its Discovery Plus app. So, uh, John Stanky, uh, a, a man who basically has foot and mouth disease. Everything he's ever said about the entertainment industry has just been wrong, and I, and he doesn't know what he's talking about. And when and he's the guy who's in charge of AT and T. And the the problem is when he came into this industry, he thought. He knew it better than everybody. He thought he could do things better than Ted Sarandos or Bob Iger or any other white guy that's in charge of a, a media company. And um, <laughs> hire me, please. I'll stop. I'll stop making fun of you. Uh, and it just, you know, what's really funny. I got uh, I got a, a recruiter reached out to me uh, and uh, this this week and said, do you want to work at uh, we, we we're, we're representing this client, uh, AT&T. And, uh, and they need like a digital media producer. And I went, I went, Oh, AT&T, do they mean, you know, Warner media, like right now, Warner media, <laughs> cause that they're, the deal's not through yet. It'll come through next year. And I was like, and I, and I looked at it and went, Hmm, maybe that sounds good. And then I looked at where the office was and I, and I thought, well, uh, that's not <laughs> where, uh, Turner is, you know, uh, Turner, Turner's where, um, in Atlanta is uh, is where you know Cartoon Network and TNT and, uh, and uh, inside the NBA. It's that's where that all stuff is, and it's not at the uh, CNN building downtown. And I just thought, could they have another one? And then I followed it, and it's and it's a straight up. It's an it's an AT and T office uh, in Linux at Linux on uh, in Atlanta, and I just thought, no, <laughs> I don't want to work for a failing company. <laughs> just joking. I didn't say that. No, I just said, uh, I don't think so. I, I appreciate the offer. Thank you. Uh, I remember it was just, it was, it was, it was a recruiter. So it was just applying for the job. It's not like I would get it. 
All right, so there we go. That's that's how you have it. Uh, there's another link I provided how the deal came through, how, how it came about, and uh, how it came about was um, David Zaslov, the CEO the, of Discovery, was watching an AT&T golfing tournament, and he sent a bunch of emojis to John Stanky, and they got to talking, and <laughs> and now the deal's done. Isn't that stupid? <laughs> A bunch of emojis. That's how uh, that's how teens uh, hook up on Tinder. Do teens are, are teens on Tinder? I might have a title for the episode. <laughs> also gross. <laughs> so let's get into this next thing: the upfronts. The upfronts, if you remember, if you recall, if you, uh, which I doubt you do. Anybody who. Uh, watches the show regularly or watches news time or listens to this stupid podcast uh knows that the upfronts are twice a year uh networks come out and say you know they parade around what they have on offer uh coming up in the next television season or coming up in the next mid-season so usually it happens um once during the winter time around january and then once in the uh summertime late spring, early summertime around, um, May. And, uh, they're the, they're these lavish affairs. They spend so much money and the goal is to get advertisers to look at you and go, we want to advertise, uh, in between Bob Hart's Abishola and, uh, what's another show? The Neighborhood. Also season finale of Bob Hart's Abishola. Very funny. Not joking. I love that show. So we're only going to focus every every uh, company does it, but we're only going to focus on the broadcasters because those are the important ones. That's where the ad dollars really are. And uh, I will mention this that oh my my cat's in the uh, I leave out her crate so she can get used to it the crate or whatever the cat carrier so she can get used to it and she's uh, and sometimes when I get on the computer she goes in there because it's soft and she sits next to me. Hi, baby. Oh. So cute. I just gave her a little pet. So uh, I mentioned this earlier, Variety. I mentioned Variety is my favorite uh, trade publication. And uh, you know why? Because they have great writers and um, they uh, they cover the information without snark and all that stuff. So let's get into this. The first one, come, we'll, do the, we'll do NBC first. We should do these in the order that... Uh, you know what? We'll do these in the order that they live on uh, here in Atlanta. Uh, the order in which the, uh, 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 the the networks sit. So we're going to go ABC, CBS, Fox, and then NBS. NBC. NBS. That's my favorite network, baby. All right. So the first one comes from ABC. It comes from Variety. Written by Elaine Lowe. Disney Upfront spotlights inclusion, cross-platform endeavors, and show of conglom firepower. Now, I, I like the way Elaine Lowe, uh, uh, she took a theme. She took the theme of the entire Upfront and then ran with it. She, so she did. I only have uh, three of them, three of hers, but uh, I think. But anyway. So Jimmy Kimmel basically uh, trashed Disney throughout. Just, you know, he roasted them. Uh I mean, whatever. It's lighthearted. 
that's what the roast is for. But uh, a, a Disney and ABC talked about uh, new shows for Hulu and ABC, including a Wonder Years reboot and ESPN's live sports programming. And so, and uh, you know, speaking of, we'll, we'll off a, a little, a little side street, a little non sequiturs here. ESPN, the live sports program, the live sports has become a huge thing, especially in terms of streaming. Uh, that's why Peacock has a bunch of uh, a bunch of like wrestling they bought they bought the rights to to wrestling and then uh cbs has a bunch of soccer um i assume to at some point you know for fox is going to get he's going to get some type of sports programming uh that's why amazon has the rights to thursday night football uh, which is a big get for them even though i think it's the least watched football programming um and now ESPN. Oh, sorry, I already talked to you. And then Warner Media talked about live sports, uh, and then they're going to air some of that, I guess, on TNT. I don't know. Uh, a major part, Elaine writes, of Disney's message to would-be advertisers appeared to be: we have many, many platforms and seamless cross-brand synergies, trying them all together. Hulu's viewership, some numbers, rose 67% to 103 million ad-supported viewers over the past two years because they charge me $5 a month. Feels like there's a burp coming. <laughs> With an audience that is 61% cordless. <laughs> Are we our cordless? Cordless? Disney said it reached, reaches 200 million uh, viewers across streaming, linear, and digital platforms with its live sports programming with streaming of college football up 40% from the prior year. In a show of cross-platform strength, the company also touted that nearly 60% of Hulu subscribers engage with sports programming. That's great because they put ESPN Plus on Hulu. So I'll never have to open the ESPN Plus app again. Now they've got uh, the stars, and they bring out stars. You know these these upfronts. They bring out stars to talk about um, the networks and whatever's coming and all that crap. And so uh, Disney was just is is talking about um, diversity, and we'll get to that in the trailers in a second. CBS, you know, it's funny. Uh, Disney, Disney, ABC canceled uh, Blackish and Mixedish, and Mixedish is the better show. Uh, at least it has been this past season. And uh, and so that makes you think, well, they're getting rid of the, the people of color shows. No, four of the new shows from ABC, four out of like five of their new shows star uh, black people. Feels like they're getting forgetting a lot of races, but you know, whatever. <laughs> Michael Schneider wrote about the Viacom CBS upfront recap. More emphasis on mountain of content as individual networks are downplayed. And uh, that's an interesting note for Viacom CBS. They typically, uh, for the past, I guess, ever, I think ever since the, uh, the, uh, the purchase, the, re, the remerger of Viacom CBS, because it used to be broken up. They were together and then broke up, and now they're together again, uh, is that they, they do cross-platform plays all the time. Um, the like uh, for instance the MTV music and TV and music, uh, video awards TV and film awards I think that's what it's called I don't know I don't watch that because I'm not seven 
Uh, the those the awards that aired this week with Leslie Jones hosting, they had two they had two versions. They had Leslie hosting the main event, and then they also had Nikki Glaser hosting an uncensored version. And then they aired them on all of the Viacom networks, Viacom CBS networks, including uh, Nickelodeon, TV Land, CMT, BET, and MTV. So that's five different networks. Uh, and and they're not they're not they're not afraid to do that. And that's what I. I think that's and then and you can stream it now on uh, CBS All Access or Paramount Plus, I think. Uh, but I th- that is exactly how this sh- you know this new world of streaming and uh, media conglomeration should work is that you have all these networks and you want to get the most viewers possible. Why not just you know get rid of your regular programming for that night? Because <laughs> because I'm sure whatever was going to air on BET and CMT wasn't going to beat. Uh, MTV Music, uh, TV and Video Awards, or whatever the heck it is called. Just do it. That's what they did with the Grammys, too. Um, so, the idea is synergy. Unlike the CBS upfronts of old, when the network would highlight night-by-night strategy and programming initiatives in detail, the focus here was on hammering home the entire company's library. Viacom CBS's programming was promoted as one holistic slate, separated by genre, dramas, comedies, reality unscripted, kids and family, late-night daytime, specials, events, and sports news. Sports and news. So they've got uh, a bunch of, they talk about everything at once. They make it feel like it is uh, a one thing instead of six different things. Oh my God, I just closed out the entire tab. Oh, Chad, what is wrong with you? And now the computer is slowing down. This is sad. Oh, okay, now I'm back. I was stuttering for uh, at least five or six seconds. And I refuse, I refuse to stop this show. I'll probably just stop at some point because this battery is going to die on the uh, camera. So let's move on to uh, Fox. This comes from Peter White over at Deadline. The takeaways from Fox up front, avoiding an advertising death spiral animation, finding the next Glee and Tom Brady. I don't know that there's an advertising problem over at Fox. And I don't know if Fox Broadcasting also includes Fox News. And I don't know if they're including that. The network uses virtual event for ad buyers to tout its subscription list streaming services. And which is true. This is, this is the leg up that Fox has. You don't have to spend money in order to get a, a decent streaming service. And Tubi is a very good free streaming service. Now, they do have a bunch of uh, crappy things on there. Uh, but... But also in terms of the things on Tubi, they have... Uh, oh, I don't have the Tubi app on my phone because I don't need it. <laughs> but I will go to Tubi.tv or Tubi.com or whatever it is right now. So the, uh, so they do have big movies like Gods of Egypt, uh, which is a horrible film. Uh, then they have date movies, superhero movie. Oh, God. These movies suck. The Bucket List, Click. Warm Bodies, Zookeeper. So they have things you know. My Little Pony, the movie. Uh, alongside Tyler Perry's Medea's Tough Love. Uh, and then they also have The Outsiders, Divergent, Baby Boy, After Earth, Last Witch Hunter. So they have things you know, but then they also have just, just a pile of crap. Um, and the ads, I would say, are less less obtrus- intrusive than... Um, oh, they have The Perfect Storm. Then uh, uh, what's that? Uh, Crackle? Crackle and uh, Pluto. 
I mean, in terms of free streaming service, it's, it's free. Pluto and Tubi are great. Crackle sucks, but. So they talked about their cartoons. Uh, they're bringing animation domination to Monday during the summers. And so they have a bunch of, a couple of cartoons for that. Uh, which means that uh, they uh, couldn't find room for them during the year. <laughs> and I don't expect them to do well. I mean, I like Duncanville, and I'm excited to see the other new show, but, I mean, come on. On a Monday <laughs> during the summer? 100% ad supported. Given that it was a presentation designed for advertisers, it was still somewhat surprising quite how much Fox hammered home its message, uh, both for the Fox Network and Tubi. They're focused. They believe in broadcasting and advertising. Instead of being all things to all people, Fox is doing fewer things and doing them better, said uh, one of the Fox big weeks. The network reaches 50 million viewers a week and 10 million a night. Wow. Cool. But they also have uh, hit shows like the 911 franchise and The Masked Singer, if people still watch that. And uh, Fox-owned shows, all the Fox-owned shows are going to air on the streamer, on uh, Tubi, when they've aired on, after they've aired on Fox. So that does not include The Simpsons or Family Guy. That only includes, you know, I don't know if they own that one. The Masked Singer. And uh, what else do they own? Any show that's made uh, post-2019, I think, is when they stop making shows that they don't own. And then Fox is giving up uh, Thursday Night Football. And they're going to fill it with uh, that that time slot with something. Probably uh, live action shows. Live action? I mean reality, excuse me. So anyway, they got that coming. And then finally we got the NBC upfronts. Back to Variety, written by Elaine Lowe. NBCU makes Peacock the focus as streaming service dominates upfront push so NBCU is also trying to steer into this uh, uh, streaming thing albeit with a little bit of uh, less synergy than Viacom CBS they also canceled all of their comedies they don't have any comedies this fall and then next and then the mid-season 2022 they're going to have more comedies Uh, the number one goal is to bring the audiences the best shows, said uh, the streaming content chief, Susan Rovner. And she sat down with Hoda Kotb on the Today set. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure all of this. They've got a bunch of unscripted shows coming to, uh, uh, whatchamacallit, uh, Peacock. I just saw Nicole Byer's name, and I have to read this. Uh, Kelly Clarkson interviewed Renee Zellweger and Nicole Byer about the drama The Thing About Pam and the comedy The Grand Crew. Oh, I didn't know Nicole was in a new comedy. Good for her. They've got a show from Kevin Hart. Oh, God, it's a talk show on Peacock called Heart to Heart. Uh, They've got, let's see. With the event divvied up broadly into scripted, unscripted, unscripted, uh, (laughs) scripted, unscripted, unscripted franchise and sports sections, the focus premiere uh, appeared 
to be not on any one of NBC's extensive web of broadcast and cable offerings. Wow. Which include not just NBC, but USA, Sci-Fi, E, Bravo, and other networks, but on elevating the shows themselves, regardless of where viewers might go to find them. Andy Cohen's unscripted section, for example, spotlighted Bravo's unusual lineup of reality fare from the Housewives franchise to Top Chef, as well as NBC's longtime singing competition, The Voice, and lighthearted craft contest, making it alongside E-Network's The Bradshaw Bunch. So that makes sense. They're uh, they're just trying to make it all uh, seamless, uh, but not in a way that Viacom CBS is doing it. So this is like the other way that you could make make it uh, make your stuff appear as though you know, can get anywhere because that because eventually you know they're just going to go someone someone's going to go okay i want to watch real housewives they're going to go to google type it in or alta vista type it in and then they're going to find a uh, real housewives available on peacock so it makes sense nbcu is seeking primetime tv rates for commercials that will stream on peacock Oof. which notably only runs five minutes of ads per hour i don't know if that's a smart idea Oh, someone got a message from NPR. <laughs> All right. All right, so let's let's get into the final part of this. Let me uh we're going to watch we're going to listen to some of the trailers as I discuss them. So I plugged it into my laptop. Plugged in the thing. Uh these trailers are for the broadcast shows only and this episode is longer than I thought it was going to be, so let's just get right through it. So the new sh- this new uh, first new show comes from ABC. It's a mid-season replacement called Abbott Elementary, starring Quinta Brunson. I like her. She's very funny. She, this is the reason she's not on Black Black Lady Sketch Show this season. Uh, but it is a uh, a very funny looking show. <laughs> very funny looking show. It's a uh, hold on, I got to turn the. My audio favorite down. movie is American oh, Gangster. I'm sorry. I will be having a third talk with your mom about what you're watching at. All right. So it's a it's a show about a it's a it's a mockumentary show about a, a teacher in an underfunded school. Now you can't even hear it. This laptop is so slow. Oh my god! You try to do two things at once, like watch a video and record a video at the same time. Uh, and uh, it looks it looks very funny. I watched the trailer. Very funny. Uh, and uh, Tyler James Williams is in it. Who else? No one else I really know. Oh, Janelle James. Oh, okay, cool. And uh, it, it's uh, it's just going to be another mockumentary show, but this time at a school. I don't know what the big leap is. The big leap is a group of diverse underdogs from all different walks of life. I don't care. <laughs> the cleaning lady is going to be a drama. That's going to the big leap is going to be a fox. A cleaning lady is going to be a fox uh, show mid season replacement. It's a uh, it's a thriller I think about a uh, a cleaning woman who refuses to be beaten down and marginalized. Instead, she becomes a cleaning lady for the mob and starts playing the game by her own rules. Okay. Interesting. Then they have another CSI that's coming back, CSI Vegas. All right, so here we have another comedy. This one's called Ghost. I watched the trailer for it yesterday, starring Rose McIver and Utkarsh Ambikar. I love that guy. He's so funny. And Brandon Scott Jones from The Good Place. It's another single-camera comedy, this time on CBS. Let's see. Is this going to be this fall? Yes. And so uh, they, they get a house, they're gifted a house, uh, and a bunch of ghosts live there, and the ghosts try to get them out of the house. And then eventually Rose MacGyver uh, can see the ghosts. I think this is the entire pilot in this trailer. <laughs> uh, and all the ghosts are all uh, pretty much white, and they all, they all have something to say, something snarky. 
Another ABC show is called Maggie, and it stars Rebecca Rittenhouse, uh, Nicole Sakura from uh, Superstore, who uh, I think she changed her name uh, her name back to her original name because uh, I don't think on Superstore she's credited as Nicole Sakura. Angelique Cabral, who's great, and Carrie Kinney, Chris Elliott. All right, cool. It's a uh, it's a show where a woman, Maggie, obviously, is a uh, she she becomes a psychic and she's trying to cope being a psychic. And the only way she can see people's uh, fates is by uh, touching their hand, I think. And uh, and then in the uh, in the in the pilot, she meets this uh, this young man, and she touches his hand and uh, and sees her future. And then they're getting in their future together. They're getting married. And she goes, oh, I can't handle this. I should play the trailer. I'm, ex- I'm explaining exactly what happens in the trailer. I mean, it's 30 seconds and I give away like the entire thing. Are you doing the reading or no. just yeah. put your hands on the But it's, uh, it looks to be a very funny show and very diverse, which is what I like. Shout out to ABC. ABC is probably ABC and CBS have become the most diverse ones. And, uh, and then she sees herself. She's great. She got uh, amazing eyebrows. I didn't know who she was, <laughs> and I'm like, "Ooh, who is this?" NCIS Hawaii, which uh, looks to be very brown, which I love. Pivoting, which is another mid-season comedy replacement over there on Fox, starring Eliza Coop, Jennifer Goodwin, and Maggie Q. And uh, oh, Judy Reyes. Oh, Julian Reyes. Never mind. <laughs> Marcelo Julian Reyes. I believe that is the uh, Manny from Modern Family. I don't know. Don't quote me on that. Might be racist. Uh, and uh, these women, they lose a friend. The friend dies. And so they have to learn uh, to find happiness and be impulsive and all that stuff. Oh, that's the joke. That's the joke in the, uh, in the trailer. That's one of the jokes. <laughs> then there's Queens on ABC. Starring even Brandy, uh, Nadine Velasquez, who I believe is from My Name Is Earl. Yes, gorgeous, and uh, so that's going to be a very uh, great show because it's a drama about a bunch of women in their forties uh, who come together and try to uh, be the uh, the 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 music group that they were back in the nineties. So I'll, I'll, I'll be watching that. Then Welcome to Flatch, which is another mockumentary-style show starring uh, 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 Sean William Scott, Aya Cash, and some other people who are younger, who are the kids, I believe that they're going to be the main characters. And Aya Cash and Sean William Scott will just be there in the you know cursory part. But it looks to be uh, another mockumentary show about a small town uh, and and quirky people. That's another joke in the trailer. There's Sean William Scott sitting there. He's a priest or something. And uh, Aya Cash is his ex-girlfriend. Women of the Movement, another ABC mid-season replacement. Uh, then The Wonder Years. The final. This is the final thing. Uh, the Wonder Years. It's going to be a reboot, and Don Cheadle is going to be narrating it. Uh, Elijah E.J. Williams, Dulé Hill, Seikon Singblo. Laura Kuriaoki, Milan Ray, Julian Lerner, Amari, Julian Lerner sounds familiar, and uh, Amari O'Neill. 
So it's the Wonder Years, but black people. <laughs> all right. There you go. We just covered all of the new shows, watched some of the trailers. I didn't want to get a content strike, so that's why I stopped the songs. Uh, but everything looks to be in order. Everything looks to be interesting. And uh, we'll see how those shows fare. You can't tell so much by uh, the trailers, and they can only, they only have they've only shot the pilot for a lot of these shows for like a majority of these shows. So you know you it's just watch watch beyond the pilot. I mean, at some point you just gotta uh, the, the pilot is uh, you know, so. <laughs> what? Okay, well, oh my God, Jesus! Uh, if you if you're watching the video, my light just went out. Okay. Well, it is lunchtime and I'm hungry. I actually record this episode a lot earlier than usual. <laughs> Listen, if you like what you heard here, and I don't know why you wouldn't. If you don't like trade talk, who boy. Head to the website, cpluscomedy.com, where you can uh, uh, see me interview Flula Borg. I think that's going to go up next week. Um, the video as well. I have a video. Also, I forgot to press record, so I had to reach out to his PR person who I noticed was recording, and I, and I said, uh, you mind uh, sending me that video? I forgot to press record because I was, I was so busy setting up the camera and then uh, uh, looking over my questions and all that, and I just, and I just got, like, and I, hadn't done a, I haven't done an interview in so long, so since December, so I just said, I, just, I, I, I recorded using OBS like I usually do, and then, yeah. Okay, well... YouTube, and then if you want to see a video version of the show, youtube.com slash C plus comedy. Uh, that's where you can also see the video interview of Flula Borg, which will be coming out next week. Again, if you don't want to watch a video of that uh, interview, then you can see, you can listen to it at the end of next week's podcast. So yeah, or maybe it'll be its own podcast in the feed. I haven't decided yet. Probably that. That's probably the smartest part. She's asleep. Nova's asleep. Also on youtube.com slash C comedy is our premiere show news time, which is a, a, a weekly show like the daily show. I just take one story and make a whole story about it. One story and make a whole story about it. And uh, it is a, uh, this week's episode is the um, Warner media being sold or spun off to with discovery. So if you want to get all the information on that, head on over to that because I included everything I could. A lot of good jokes in that too. Shot on my S21 Ultra uh, in pro video mode. <laughs> if anyone cares, which no one does. Instagram, Twitter, at C plus comedy. And me on Instagram and Twitter, at chat black white. Like us on Facebook. Rate, review, subscribe. Tell your friends about this podcast. If they, uh, this is a podcast, no one else is uh, doing this stuff that I'm doing. I don't know. There's a million podcasts. I don't know what else doing. I don't make any money. And I don't plan on it. This is a portfolio. In fact, during during uh, two of those interviews, no, through all three of those interviews, they go. Uh, so you seem pretty talented. Uh, why don't we understand why you have a job or something like that? They say something along those lines, and I go, uh, "Well, let me tell you, I don't charge anything for C plus comedy. I don't, I don't want to. I don't plan on it. Uh, it's because it's a uh, portfolio, and I enjoy doing it." And they just go, "Oh, okay." I just need more people to understand that. I don't make money from this. I do this out of the kindness of my heart, out of the goodwill nature. I need people to know about the entertainment trades. All right, I'm leaving. Bye.